What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's where we're going to put Nico's DNA coding as well as his fingerprints and uh, identifying features so you can frame him for a crime. This is Corey DLG with me as usual, his little brother Nico. Uh, who doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, who are totally you talking cool. about? It's totally cool. You're going to be framed for some murders and stuff in Wisconsin. It's not going to be a big deal. It's going to be cool. See, he says that, but I joined the Men in Black, so I don't have fingerprints anymore. And they changed my DNA. That would be the way to do it. Or just have a twin. Ooh, you know, I never thought about the, the murderer twin angle. Yeah, if we, I had a twin, we... I would kill folk. Because good luck proving it. The thing that would make that even more interesting is if, like, so, like, you're you're clearly you're a murderer, so, like, you're pretty close because you're twins, right? If your twin was also a murderer and you get framed for the wrong ones, couldn't they be, like, oh, double jeopardy? Yeah, if you could get all, you'd have to get through the, the court case, but, I mean. Theoretically. Yeah, if you get this through. This could be the perfect crime because it's, like, well, he didn't do it because it was me. <laughs> that would be what every good twin should do on the stand. Like, admit to the murders. To create reasonable doubt. Yeah, see? And then when they try them, they they figure out it's actually the other one. Right. Because he parts his hair to the left and not the right. Whoa! Whoa! And then you find out there's only one of them and you could have just sent him to jail the first time. Right. But how are there two of them in the courtroom? (laughs) It's a look-alike. I guess that's fair. Or a clone. Ooh, there you go. You bring in the sci-fi element right at the end there. Boom. Now it's a Black Mirror episode. And now we're in the cyberpunk universe. Ooh. (laughs) Well, as much as I like to brag about how I get everything right and how I am the messiah of pop culture news stories... Um, I got one wrong. I missed one last week. I, I shouldn't say that. I didn't miss it. When the headline broke, I read the story and thought it was great. But I never remembered to bring it to the show. We were so busy. So much going on here lately. Um, so this is my fault that we weren't the first to nationally report this. But, um, you ready? You ready? This is big news. No. Um, somebody in LA bought 60 inches of tuna sub from Subway. All right. And had it tested. And they found no DNA of tuna in the tuna salad. It's not tuna, boys. Now... This isn't the first time someone's tried to play a gotcha on Subway. And Subway famously, um, let's do it this way. So in New York, New Jersey, and in Florida, other people have publicly said they were testing DNA in Subway sandwiches. But each of those times, they did in fact find tuna. Subway responded by having like a only the best tuna. Like they did a whole ad campaign around the tuna 
where they were like, we have good tuna, you can eat it, it's been tested. Like, you know what I'm saying? They were they were super proud of it. Right. Well, not this time. <laughs> this time it didn't work. This time there was no evidence of tuna discovered when they tested it. I mean, it's probably in the fine print somewhere. That's not a good feeling. Well, I mean, like, it's it's the super sketchy, like, fishing market. Like, this wouldn't surprise you if you keep up with a lot of the things, because, like, you find out, like, half the world's salmon is, like, illegally caught. Most tuna isn't tuna. It's just other fish they just label as tuna. Well, I've heard of mislabeling. I've heard that's a big, 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 big thing in the, in the seafood industry where... You know, crates and crates and crates of fish are brought in, and they get mixed up somewhat. And well, it's not mixed up; it's it's intentionally done. Some of it's intentionally done for pricing, but some of it is just the sheer quantity of fish that roll through some of these live fish markets. There's not a if you're transporting eighty tons in one day, there's not a reasonable way to know. Yeah, unless you're checking everything all the time, right? So, okay, yeah, it's all halibut. Uh, there might be you know a couple crates of salmon in the middle there, but it's all going to get labeled as halibut. And go out and sold as such. Right. So, like, and fishing in general is just a super sketchy thing. Uh, I think it, God, what's the fish? Sea Spiracy, I think it's called. Oh, the one on Netflix? We talked about that one briefly. Yeah. Uh, like, that one is another great one where it's like how awful fish, like, the fish mafia are. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's some genuinely scary stories. Like, uh, like slaves, literal slaves being kept on boats. They just go out to sea one day and then they never return to shore. Or they don't return to shore for years, and they're like forced to work on these boats. They were busy. They were busy. They didn't have time to clock in and check with you. Okay, they didn't have time. Right. Yeah. And they they also dismantled the clock in machine, replaced <laughs> it with a guy with a gun. <laughs> like I said, they were busy. <laughs> so like. It doesn't ever surprise me when someone's like, well, this isn't really, this isn't really what they said it is. Or like the amount of tuna, or not tuna, the amount of salmon that's like just colored. Oh, like yeah. Like they use like pink dyes and stuff to get that nice red color when it's like sad and gray. <laughs> well, um, I've heard a lot of people say that tilapia at this point is almost inedible. Like it's just full of like toxins and all that because of how heavily it's farmed. Yeah, it's like, it's full of like toxins, plastic, mercury. And people are still like, tilapia is one of the most eaten fish in the entire in the entire world. And you're like, well, so that's bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the bad thing, right? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. I've always been super sketchy of fish anyways. You, like, definitely, you definitely want to find out, though, that Subway puts tuna in their sandwiches. Uh, considering the last... Well, I, I say that, but I've eaten at least one tuna sandwich from Subway in the past year, so... Really? Yeah. Exactly one. I can what remember. What on earth possessed you to do that? I like I I rolled up to Subway and was like, I kind of don't want any of these right now. I <laughs> guess I'll just get tuna. <laughs> <laughs> but but like instead of even like just cold ham or turkey? Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right. Pretty much the only thing I get from there is chicken breast. I think it's like their or the meatballs. I've never been a fan of the meatball sandwiches. The bread gets too soggy. 
I mean, soggy bread just means a lot of sauce, and sauce is the key to a great sandwich or burger. Eh. Debatable. Especially, especially when you go to like some crappy place like Subway. That's fair. That's a fair point. I, if I'm going to go to Subway, I'm going to drown my sandwich in sauce. Yeah. Can you put more? Just put more. Yo, what is? Can yeah? Can you just? Yeah, yeah, just more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep just more. Yeah, yeah, just keep, keep going. Yep. Don't stop. <laughs> One of the funniest videos on the internet one of my friends sent me is it's like Subway employees with the mayonnaise jar. He doesn't even like have it, but he just makes all the sound effects of him like thwacking it on his bed and just <laughs> <laughs> He does the motions like perfectly. You're just like, hey, this thing's a classic mime. This is amazing. That's funny. I saw that really sad video where the woman was falling asleep while making the Subway sandwich. That's truly a tragedy. We don't have any respect for subway employees, except for that one. Except for that one guy on TikTok that makes a bunch of money for no reason for making subway sandwiches. Yeah, like it's his store. I think is the vibe I get. I've watched those. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's his parents' store. He's like worked there oh, since okay. he was like a kid. But yeah, because like he'll like... talk about like different things behind the scenes stuff that I think is interesting. I do like. I, I have seen those. Yeah, and I mean it's interesting. It's just one of those things that like, oh, kids being exposed to jobs, weird. I got to tell you, though, man, like, I don't, right now, I don't feel bad for, uh, like, restaurants and low-wage places that are hiring. I don't. Yeah. Like, they've, they've made their whole career off of going, tips only, and please tip, and make sure to tip. I saw a headline the other day. It was from a, a, a hotel magnet. Like, he owns a chain of hotels. Mm-hmm. This is what he said. He said... Raising wages and giving bonuses is not the way to get employees. Higher tips from the guests is the way to get employees. I don't know how I feel about that. I was like, wow. Like, first of all, he's basically saying that his customers should give more of their money to his employees so that they want to stay. Right. It's like, it's kind of like the dichotomy of like waiting because like, it's like you're either a waiter at Chili's and make $10 a night or you're a waiter at a steakhouse and you make $200 a night. Oh, yeah. But I promise you this. Even the waiter working at the steakhouse who's making $250 in that night, they don't. They would much rather move over to a wage system where they were getting vacation pay and sick pay and benefits. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you're, especially if you're talking about benefits. I'm talking about versus like minimum wage. Yeah, I'm, look, they don't want to take the pay cut. And, and here's the thing. The steakhouse wouldn't give the pay cut. The steakhouse has expectations for what those employees are going to look like. Right. So they're going to pay more to get – I'm going to be honest here. They're going to pay more to get better-looking people, but also people who can afford nicer clothing, who know how to act in social settings. Uh, clean – like cleanliness is going to be important. They're going to pay more. Right. But they're going to be selective in who they hire. But, right. yeah, man, if a Chili's was paying 10 bucks an hour, I don't – First of all, I think they should be. And I don't, I don't think there'd be an issue with that. I don't think even the waiters would care. Yeah, I mean, it's probably better than what they're making now. Or it might be worse, honestly. Like, it's probably a little just... bit worse, but it would be stable and it would be real. Yeah, versus them being like, oh, we pay you, but it all comes out because of taxes. Sorry. Well, and so here's the real thing. Like, here's, your, waiter, here's, your, here's your check for four fifty. Well, here's the real thing. When you're a waiter, you get a check for zero dollars because the taxes come out, but you also owe taxes in, at the end of the year on tax day. So because, they say. Yeah, yeah. 
So if you do it right, like, yeah, you owe money at the end of the year because you didn't pay enough in. Paying two fifteen an hour in doesn't really cover it when you actually do have a good night or whatever. Plus, they're tracking your wages anyway. Like, it's just... No. So they say. <laughs> I honestly, Air man, I read, quotes. I read the, the, the article from the guy, and he started saying, like, Paying, paying better wages isn't the answer because other places will just keep paying better wages and then you'll be in a wage war. And it was like, okay, but again, you'll, you'd be able to hire people. Like, also, that's literally the entire point. A wage war is called a market. It What makes the <laughs> economy... I'm putting quotes around all of these because it's funny. Uh, it's a visual gag that you can't see. Uh, we do those on the radio. Yeah, we're smart. We're intelligent. But yeah, it's it's called a marketplace. Have you ever been to one? <laughs> it you really blows my mind when people say stuff like that, though. Like, right? It's like it. Well, it's because they don't have the concept that labor is also something that's on the table that you have to pay for. Yeah, labor is an ingredient of, of capitalism. It's an ingredient of, of of work of product. Right. And currently, the cost of labor has gone up because people are expecting more. There's more power in their corner. It's different when you're living paycheck to paycheck and you have to make those and you're like, I'll work anywhere versus someone who's like, I can be a little bit more selective about where I go and this place fits my schedule more. So I'm going to work here, but I'm only going to work these days. Right. Like that flexibility didn't exist before. Well, and so finally people can find the jobs they really are looking for instead of just, I, I have to have a job by Tuesday. Like, Yeah. Bills are, bills are on Thursday. Gotta make sure I have a job by Monday. Right. And then they start, you know, they start looking around for, okay, well, I'll do interviews, but I don't have time because I'm working lunch. I'm working dinner. Then I got school and then I got to pick up my kids and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's it. You are where you are. Yeah. This send everybody home. And it gave everyone time to kind of reevaluate. There are people who are even negotiating pay cuts to never have to commute back to the office. Right, because it's not worth it for them. Would you what what is the most you would give up? Let's say you were commuting an hour each way every day. Twenty five percent easily. Wow. So the number that I'm that I was reading was ten percent. Um I'm just comparing it to my last job, like, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yes, the one we all, yeah, I wouldn't, I would have given up a one day a week to not have to drive everywhere, yeah, like easily done. That would have been done in a heartbeat. Like, but commuting was so much of my time. <laughs> it really was. We were so far away from that. <laughs> well, even like, but even in general, like, even when I'm going to like school and stuff, like, I have to budget my time where it's like. I can spend so long here. I only have 45 minutes for lunch because I got to make sure I have the ability to get here, drive back, make room for traffic, and then get home. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had a day like that the other day. You know, I've been working myself now for four or five years, so I haven't had to do something like this. But I was running around everywhere. We recorded. Then I had to go to the post office. and I had to go this, do that. And so I had about an hour and a half gap before I had to be somewhere else. And it was like, do I drive the 30 minutes to go home to sit around for 30 minutes and then leave to go to my next appointment? Or do I just go to my next appointment and hang out for an hour? 
Right. And like, these are the options that you have to do when you're talking about a commute, especially right. when you're not even including stuff like getting like, even like, even like semi preparing yourself. Cause I mean, like, I feel like half the time you can just show up and like turn camera off and meeting go <laughs> and just listen. Well, but even when you talk about, you know, what are they doing with commute? You're talking about gas prices, car costs. Yeah. Some yes. people literally put off buying a car because they weren't commuting for the last year. Uh, I literally know someone who was doing that. It was like, there's like, they're like, I don't, they're like, I don't have to drive anywhere or if I'm driving to places, they're like, honestly, with the amount of money I'm spending on car payment plus insurance plus gas, like, I, I spend less on Uber eliminating Listen, all of that. When I didn't have my car the first time when they were working on it, and they were working, it was about six weeks that they had it, I honestly was doing the math on that. Like, do I want to? Like, do I want this car back? <laughs> like, Yeah, like, you, like you're, you're suddenly doing the math of like, well, if I budget this amount in Uber, how far does that get me? And you're like, well, depending on days and prices, honestly, I'm fine, and I don't even have to go that far. <laughs> right, it was like, how many times do I leave my house? Okay, do... Really became if do I leave my house more than twelve times a month? And it was like at that point it was no, and I was like then I'm spending more in car, right? And it was like man, and it's just like it's just like these are no these are weren't options that we had before, right? Yeah, especially in a big city like Houston, right? Which is still insane to me, but <laughs> like I couldn't imagine not having a car. But that's just me. Now that I've been driving for like four years. <laughs> Yeah, it is a weird thing to just be like, okay, I'm going to run down to the corner store, and it's like, oh, you can't. So, like, I don't know. I do feel like you kind of, just because we're so spread out. Yeah, just, like, just here specifically, where it's like, well, the nearest thing that I can do is 20 minutes away, so, cool, guess I'm staying home. (laughs) But then it becomes like, well, do you need a $50,000 car, or would you take a $3,000 car? Yeah, you're like... I need this thing to have four wheels and a motor that functions at least 90% of the time. Yeah, as long as I can start it without a problem, I, I don't mind about anything else. I just think of all those terrible videos where it's like something breaks in the car and then like there's like a guy having to like manually do it, like wiper blades or like. <laughs> They're like inside turning like strings and stuff. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Those are good. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so we want to remind everybody that we are announcing the launch of a new show, uh, Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. We're talking about, uh, it's going to launch, I don't have it in front of me, I believe it's going to be July 9th, which is the second Saturday of July at 11 p.m. And it's going to be up late with Nerd Thug Radio. We're going to have a special guest interview. I've already started lining up some people to come on. I'm hoping to have some interesting surprises for you guys. This is so exciting. I finally get to be the coast-to-coast extraordinaire that I always wanted to be in my youth. There it is. You're going to be 26 and we're going to be in every state in the country or something like that. Right. Hopefully at the exact same time spot of on the AM radio at 11 p.m. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be AM 600 in Dallas-Fort Worth. 
I'm not even picky about the AM FM thing. I think the AM thing is interesting because this station, their reach is so huge. AM radio is something like it's like a weird niche thing. Like I feel like not that it's gonna make a comeback because I feel like radio is just where it's gonna be forever. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, a new plateau. I would agree with. Right, but like just something that's just like fun and weird. Because I feel like I don't know, we don't have enough weird quirky things that like we even talks about the AM radio anymore. Like I just think of like how I just like think like I was just thinking about Stranger Things, where they have the radio. Even the ham radios, the whole yeah. last season was kind of was interesting because like nobody does that anymore. Right. Yeah. And now it's going to be relevant. Where's season four, guys? Uh, it's about to come out. Actually, I think September. Oh, that's actually relatively close. Is what I heard. It usually comes out around Halloween anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's a very spooky show. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned Stranger Things. Because something strange just happened on Disney+. Plus. What would that be? So for some unknown reason, Disney has made some minor alterations to the already aired and already up post credit scenes in Wonder Woman. I mean, in uh, WandaVision. Ah. Why? <laughs> Nobody has said yet. But they're different. You can compare what was up originally, and other people have posted like old YouTube videos of it. Mm-hmm. There's a whole tree line that's clearly visibly different. All right. And if you look up in the corner, there's a shadow now floating down towards the cabin, it looks like. Interesting. So someone may be coming to visit Wanda. Oh. Perhaps even Doctor Strange. Wow. This buildup is crazy. Is that not the weirdest thing that it completely changed it? I mean, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just something you don't even think that they could do, right? Right. Well, yeah. Somebody I saw speculating online said maybe Loki really does change the time stream. Right, which is insane to even think about. But this could even just be because the Doctor Strange movie in, what, next year? Year and a half from now? I guess next year. And it is is called Multiverse of Madness. Right. And allegedly this Spider-Man 3 deals with the multiverse. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's moments like this where I'm just like, man, the Marvel Universe really has their cinematic stuff together. One guy to rule them all, you know? Well, like... Kevin Feige is the one true ring. Right. Like, this is, like, master class and, like, crazy storytelling literally unfolding in front of our eyes. Real time. They're changing post credit scenes. Like, that's insane to me. I love it. I love it. Well, and the fact that, like, because we live in this internet age, like, people know that it changed. Right. Yeah, you never would have known this 10 years ago. People just would have been like, I feel like that's different. Yeah, you would have been like, you would have had some hush-hush theories, and then it'll be like one of those, like, is this the Mandela effect? Uh, okay, so there is a real movie that really does give that off, and it's a funny one to do it to. There was a movie called How High. It was written by Dave Chappelle. Uh-huh. 
And there were a bunch of, he was, he was a comedian at the time and he had done a little bit of TV, but not at the time. And there's a bunch of scenes, little throwaway scenes where they're going around, they're, they're drug dealers are selling marijuana. There's a bunch of funny little cuts that are in this long montage. And it's different comedians doing different bits. Well, depending on what version of the VHS you bought, the it montage changed. was different. Whoa, that's kind of cool. So there were people who were referencing stuff that other people had never seen in How High. That's kind of cool. And so, like, it was a funny kind of... I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was, like, a studio thing. Because they used to change movies slightly for different releases. That, um, feels, that feels more intentional, but it might not have been. But either way, it's cool. It is. Especially given the context of what it was, where it was, like, a funny bit about different types of stoners. And then they're changing things in your memory. Like, <laughs> right. I don't remember this at all. It's like, that's right, because he doesn't either. It's like, then, so like, we're going like nine meta levels deep here. Right. And then they used to do TV edits of movies, which sometimes would have scenes that didn't make the theater cut, but they're changing them up because of time constraints. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to add an extra 12 minutes so we can round up to the next half hour. Okay, we'll put in those two deleted scenes. Right, crazy. So, so all of a sudden you're a, watching you're watching new content you've never seen before. Right. So there is a precedent for like changing movies slightly, but to do it like this in real time with no announcement, with no real reason to it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, especially on a streaming service. Also, like accessible all the time. Like yeah, imagine exactly. imagine being the guy who saw that like happen like. Like as it happened, like they saw it when the show was live, and then they're rewatching it with like the girlfriend or whatever, and they're like, "Wait, I don't." Is this yeah, different? yeah. They're like, like, wait a minute, what? That's not what I remember. Whoever it is that notices though has a real attention to detail, because the tree differentiation, like the color differentiation, while it is clearly there, it's you'd have to not... see it both times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, like, you're talking about movie buffs that, like, they're like, well, as you can see in the background of this scene, there's a Funko Pop who's turned slightly to the left. This signifies... Well, one of the most fun games you can ever play is Spot All the Errors in Twister. Oh, yeah, where it's like you get to see, like, the camera crew and stuff. You see the camera crew, they fix the windshield about 40 times in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Like, (laughs) there are a ton of just editing errors in that movie. But... But it's still such a great little popcorn flick that nobody ever cared. But when you watch it, you're like, well, there, there's another one. There, there, there it is. One. There it is, boys. Yeah, it's like, I think it happens one time in uh, in the, the big popular song, Stronger Than You in Steven Universe. Uh, it's it's Amethyst, uh, not Amethyst, it's uh, Garnet versus Jasper. And in one scene, her, like, Jasper's visor is broken, but she doesn't break it for, like, another couple's, like, lyrics later. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, did that just happen? Yeah, and then it's like, oh, it's fixed, and now it's broken again. Okay. Because <laughs> then she breaks it. Yeah, it's that's just that. stuff like that where it's like, oh, it's like a funny little error, but like, right. this is I like really... the next level of like. It really is. Also, they just released a new trailer for Shang-Chi. The Curse of the Ten Rings or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Curse of the 25 Rings? Well, so I thought they were going to do, like, the Mandarin's Ten Rings, like, the magic Ten Rings that the Mandarin has. 
Yeah. Have you seen the preview? I have not. So this time they really kind of outline what's going on here. And they're not rings. So it's not like a... For those who know and for those who don't know, the Mandarin is an Iron Man villain. He has these ten magical rings. Each of them does a different thing. One can make ice beams. One can, like, teleport. So these ten powerful rings, Mandarin has all of them and uses them in unison. That makes him really, really tough to fight. Each of them does a different thing. Well, in the movie, it's like a synchronized weapon, and they're not really rings so much as armbands. Hmm. Well, I mean... It's still a ring. Yeah, it's still a round circular thing. And they use them as like kind of kung fu rope weapons and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the new trailer came out. And first of all, they kind of debut how the Ten Rings work. And that's interesting. It is cool looking. But also, if you're watching the trailer, the last maybe 40 seconds... You see a lot of unexpected things from the Marvel Universe. Ah. So first of all, I'm pretty sure they show Shang-Chi's mom is one of the Eternals. I'm fairly certain they show Lockjaw. So the Inhumans. Um, if not him, then for some reason there's a giant friendly dog. dog creature thing throwing people around. Right, so definitely Lockjaw. Seems like it. Then there's some sort of cage match going on, and apparently it's between the Abomination and Wong. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? So you clearly see the Abomination, because like Shane Chi's gonna fight him next, I guess. And then it flashes the other guy, and it's this chubbier Asian dude, and then he throws up the Doctor Strange orange disc things. Oh man. What's happening? So apparently Wong is also, uh, at least briefly, in Shang-Chi. And he jumps into the ocean at some point and comes face-to-face with Fin Fang Foom, the massive Asian dragon. Whoa. I thought you were going to say Namor. I was a, I'm a little bit more surprised now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Like, the last 40 seconds of this trailer, if you're watching it, there's this thing after thing where I was like, whoa, is that, uh, whoa, was that, is that, what's happening? (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So there's a little bit going on here. That's some exciting stuff. That's so cool. Um, yeah, man, I saw it and I was, I was pretty stoked. Black Widow is supposed to come out in, like, Month next month, right? It might even be the same week in our show debuts. Oh well, it might be July 9th. Way to, way to clog our release schedule, Marvel. Way to be considerate. Uh, they pushed that movie back so many times. I honestly, they did it on purpose, Corey, just to mess with us. I'll go to war with Disney. I mean, we'll lose, but yeah, no, we're definitely not winning that fight, but <laughs> we're gonna fight nonetheless. I'll lose a big one, but it'll definitely be a loss. (laughs) Definitely losing that one. However, I was at least there. (laughs) We made it! Um, But yeah, so that'll be exciting. I think it's July 9th is what I saw there. Uh, So coming up soon. Um, 
Let's do this right now. Nico, go ahead and uh, tell everybody about our friends, the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. We'll jump out to a break, and when we come back, we'll do some more Nerd Thug Radio. Alrighty, uh, the adventure begins. College games and more is open and at full operating hours. You're no longer required to wear a face mask, but if you want to be a little bit more safe, feel free to wear it. There's also delivery and curbside options available. So, today, Monday, from 4 to 8 p.m., uh, is uh, Miniature Mondays. So, uh, so come on, hang out. Paint, construct your minis, uh, and uh, you can ask the in-store associates for paint and supplies. Tuesday is the Dragon Ball Super in-store tournament. Uh, Wednesday, June 30th, is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Trade Night and Casual Meetup, so come hang out and play some good old Yu-Gi-Oh! New weekly event, July 1st, is a magic time, so this is the weekly modern meetup. Friday, June 2nd at 6 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. All levels and ages are welcome. July 2nd at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Meetup. And also the 2nd at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time Warhammer Tabletop Meetups are back. And on Saturday, July 2nd at 6 p.m. is even more Magic Time. So this is the Commander Meetup. So they got Thursday is Modern. Saturday is Commander both uh, probably the best two magic formats, in my opinion. Right there at the Adventure Begins. A fantastic store. Wonderful, wonderful staff. And you can get all your nerd needs there, let alone your comic books, card games, and board games. Right there at the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. All right, that's awesome. Thank you, Nico. The Adventure Begins is where I get my comic books. It's where you should go in and get yours, too. They got my new book on shelves, DMA, issue number two. Is out in the universe now. It's also shipping to other places. Uh, Speeding Bullet Comics in Oklahoma should be getting their shipment here soon, so they'll also be stocking that new issue of DMA. Um, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to have more Nerd Thug Radio. Check it, check it. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, all right, so we're going to touch on this just briefly. I know it's not Thursday, so we're not going to do a whole sports thing. But on Sunday, something newsworthy happened in baseball. The first cheater was allegedly found under the new uh, check-the-pitcher rules in baseball. Mm -hmm. Miami Marlins uh, 
Hector Santiago. Wow, that was that was kind of fast, honestly. Uh, I'm a little surprised anybody got caught. Yeah. Like so, they... I don't. Okay, now from on the field when it happened live, I watched a lot of clips of it. He is kind of incredulous as the umpires are looking at the glove and everything. The manager starts arguing with the umpires. He doesn't really say a lot. He's just standing there with kind of this weird grin on his face, like this is unbelievable. He looks kind of like the guy who's getting a speeding ticket, who's really sure he wasn't speeding. Yeah. Um, according to him, the statement that gets released later is um, all he did was use, there's something called resin that the pitchers are allowed to use. It's to help dry their hands. He says that all he did was use resin, but that he was sweating a lot. And so some of it might have pasted up in his glove a little bit. Mm. Uh, the glove was put in. <laughs> this is this was kind of funny. The announcers were talking about it in one of the clips. And they're like, they're hermetically sealing it in a bag. And the rep for Major League Baseball puts it in a trash bag and wraps it up. <laughs> hermetically sealed. Got him. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Major League Baseball is going to test it. If it is fact and found to be of questionable substance, not of resin and sweat, uh, he'll be suspended 10 days and the team won't be allowed to deactivate him to fill that pitching spot. You know, for a second, I thought you were just going to say they weren't allowed to pitch, which would have been way funnier, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They have to roll baseballs for the next 10 days. Well, no, uh, they had to give this some teeth because essentially the way pitching works in baseball now like, let's say Major League Baseball's mad at me and I'm a pitcher. And I plunk, like, four guys' last two starts, okay? Major League Baseball's like, Corey, you better stop plunking dudes. And I go out there and I drill another batter because F you, baseball. Um, the correct response. Right. This is how I would roll. Well, they would suspend me 10, 10 days, 10 games. But I only start every five games, so I would miss one start. And more than likely, the team would just deactivate me, call somebody else up, or move somebody from the bullpen into my spot. And then nothing bad, like nothing would happen for the team because pitchers miss probably three to five starts a season. You're not your top guys, but everyone else. So there literally would be almost no consequence to suspending me for 10 games because I was only going to play two. I was only going to play two in that time anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like whatever, dude, I don't even care. Right. Um, so forcing the team to not be able to make roster moves based on that is actually probably the harder part of this. Right. Oh no. An actual punishment. Right. So this is the alleged first catch. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was a little surprised that anybody got caught, although baseball just doesn't have the record for being smart about this stuff. Um, I mean, it's just one of those things that because you play so many games, it wouldn't matter. It'd be different if it was like, oh, you get a, you know, a 10-day ten, a ten suspension in, the, in, like, football could potentially mean two games of a 16-game season. Right, but 162 games, I mean – yeah, well, you're so like, you gotta, sweet, you I, missed, I missed one of my, like, five games I was going to miss anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you almost got to do something serious like what they did with performance enhancers. And so going back, 
for the longest time, baseball had no drug policy and no uh, steroid policy. And then, and I, and when I say no, I mean they did not test at all. Um, the family friend that I know that was a professional pitcher, they used to just he, he had a code for it when he was texting his girlfriend, who was our friend. But he would go eat M and M's fairly regularly with some of the with the guys. And that was that was their code for just sitting around and enjoying the reefer, allegedly, possibly. Um, going on a big mission with the boys. Gonna gonna go on a mission with the boys to have some M and M's. Like, I mean, literally it wasn't a thing at all because there was no testing. So then when the Mitchell report came out and they were like, hey, allegedly steroids is a really big deal in baseball. They came forward and they said, all right, we'll do a test. And if 20% come back testing positive, then we'll, then we'll institute a, a steroid and drug policy. They should have just, they should have just said, and would have been way funnier. <laughs> Instead, the Mitchell report came back uh, or the, the testing came back from the Mitchell report and it was something north of almost 50%. Right, yeah. Baseball so, should have just went, and? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're cheating. No big deal. It's totally cool. It's totally fine. Um, so, to me, there's something kind of almost stupid about baseball players. Like, they're investigating everybody for steroids and drugs right now. Everyone get off of them. Yeah, the collective. I think it's because they don't. They do it for so long without never getting caught. And then when they're like, well, we're, we're putting in stops. And I'm like, I'm not going to get caught. What do you mean? Oh, Oh, no. Well, I think, I do think that's part of it, but I think the other part was, okay, this is going to sound stupid. Everyone was, when they were talking themselves into cheating, they were saying to themselves, everyone else is cheating. So it's okay. Which was half true. It turns out it was half true. But when the test came around, I think most of them talked themselves into going, no, if everyone was cheating, the numbers would all be way up. My numbers went up because I was cheating, but no one else has took that same jump. So it's okay. We're not going to test anywhere near the 20% because I'm one of the only people cheating. Wrong. And it turns out half the league. Again, baseball being the fake gentleman sport that it is, <laughs> should have just said and. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Like I, I know what you're saying is like just move on, but you just well, like it, like when you don't have a policy in place, and then because those are like some of the biggest moments in baseball are now like tarnished by a rule that then became later, doesn't feel fair. Are you saying because I didn't break? A rule at the time, we shouldn't be hounding on guys like Clemens and Barry Bonds and stuff. Correct. Well, they were breaking the law. It is against the law to take steroids. Easy, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the know. thing. Is steroids is such a complicated thing because the laws can never keep up with the chemists. Right, yeah. They're like, well, this isn't technically a steroid. It's a whenever, whatever, whatever hormone. Right. We're not doing steroids anymore. We moved on to hormone therapy. Right, yeah. And hormone therapy wasn't illegal yet just because it hadn't been gotten to. Right. And like, uh, they got to it, they made it illegal. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, 
I mean, I get it. It's fair, but I'm still like... You're kind of taking the cynical point of view, which is a little surprising coming from you. That's because I hate baseball, but... That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. But it if I can come at a cynical point of, point of view coming for baseball, I'm in there. <laughs> it is the cynical point of view that like, well, I mean, they're letting people cheat anyway, so why not cheat? Right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're not... You're not wrong, wrong. You're just not really in the spirit of sport there. Right, but they were never in the spirit of sport. Half the league was cheating. It turns out. It does turn out that way. Also, like, kind of the, it'd, like, be, it'd be different out. if it was like, oh, but it was only 20%. It's like, all right, it's still really bad, but like most of yeah. your league isn't cheating. When it's like, yeah, basically half the league is, is roided up. Yeah, I do feel like, I don't know, man. Like, like at that point, you're like, well, then what's the point of the league, guys? Like, what are we going to do? Exile, have, like, ban half of our players and start over? Like, Yeah, and they really only punish the famous ones. Right, because they were successful in taking drugs versus the ones that were taking drugs and not successful. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tough row because you're like, I do get what you're saying, but I also feel like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, other sports have drug tests for this exact reason. Right, right. And... When guys get caught, it tends to, like, in football, of all sports, where I think steroids should be allowed. It's not allowed. And when guys get caught taking it, it tends to hang over their head. You question their durability to go without it. So, Brian Cushing was a star linebacker at USC College. We took him in the first round, we being the Texans. The first five years, when he's healthy, he's a great player for us. He has a little bit of trouble staying on the field health-wise. But he is dominant and he is a force. At one point, he even headbutts a guy without a helmet on because he's crazy. Because um, he's taking drugs. Turns out he pops for steroids like twice over the next three seasons, something like that. He gets suspended at one point for it. When he comes off the suspension, he's basically no longer on steroids. But his numbers drop hard. And he's got like three years left on an expensive $45 million deal type thing. Right. We don't get the money's worth on the back end of that. Right. Um and it kind of lingered over the end of his career. Well, and then fast forward, and now he's our strength and conditioning coach, by the way. Um, that seems that's, a little awkward. I don't know that that's totally appropriate. Um, yeah, come on, guys. We've got to have better recycle rates. What is this? Yeah, this year, um, one of my favorite guys, you know I love this guy, Will Fuller. Mm. He's the receiver who, when him and Deshaun Watson are on the same field at the same time, they work together. They're a good they, combo. They score something like 15 touchdowns out of 13 games. Like, they, they're incredibly efficient. Well, Will Fuller, though, typically misses about six to eight games a year. Yeah. Well, all really? of a sudden, this last season, he was playing great, and he wasn't missing time. Then it turns out, oh, he gets caught using steroids. Yeah. Well, now I know why you're not missing time and why you're – Yeah. Suddenly we get why you're healing faster and you're, and you're able to practice and, and play when you've never been able to your whole career. Steroids. Okay. Got it. Mm. Um, I actually don't know where he signed this offseason, but he did leave the Texans. Uh, that was disappointing. It's not part of our culture, even though our culture doesn't exist right now because our team doesn't exist right now. <laughs> yeah. It's – um. oh, man. Okay, I guess we'll do this too. I guess we're just doing sports this last segment. Um. So, because of the COVID rules, there's a chance Deshaun Watson could just flat out opt out of this season without any of the legal stuff even messing him up. That's hilarious. That makes me laugh very hard. So, the NFL and the NFLPA last year sat down and talked out some COVID rules, okay? 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talked out was the cutoff date's coming up. I think it's July 1st or July 3rd or something like that. But you have until then to decide each year if you're going to play or not, as long as COVID is still an issue, which it is. If you're uncomfortable, no questions asked, no penalty, no thing from the team. You can opt out, and I think you get something like 80% of your salary. Right, which would, I mean, like, if Deshaun Watson wanted to and just be the worst and definitely not be anyone in Texas's fan, he could do that. He probably well, will it, do that. It's, it's his kind of, okay, so here's the thing. He still wants. He still has. He still wants to be traded. Okay. Um, the other issue is more than likely, the league is not going to let him play. Um, August is usually when they announce the preseason schedule. Sometime around then, they probably will announce if he's not opted out that he's going to go on the commissioner exempt list, and he would receive his whole salary for the commissioner exempt list, but he wouldn't be eligible to play. Mm. Um, and more than likely they're going to do that because he had this 22 girls sexual assault accusation, civil suit pending, police investigation open. It's just too messy to put him on TV. Right. It also hasn't gone away, so... Right. That's definitely not a good sign in his favor. And his deposition isn't currently scheduled until February. Wolf. Oh, I've been given the wrong dates. I was looking at a 2022 calendar just now. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I think our show does a debut on that day, but that's I was like, what? <laughs> that's Corey thinking so far ahead. He's in next year. Our show debut is July tenth. Ah, hey, that is my cousin's birthday. Happy birthday, Javi. Uh, I definitely was thinking like July tenth this whole time, and then when I said ninth earlier today or earlier in the show, I was like, why does that sound wrong? Um. But anyway, yeah, so he, his uh, deposition isn't scheduled until February of 2022. Good sign, good sign. Because the courts are all backed up because we literally spent seven months closed due to COVID. Nice, guys. Good job. So if they don't take his deposition until February, the law people that I know are saying a trial probably wouldn't even be until June. That's, I mean... Like, I know why that's still really far from now. June of 2022, a year from, from now. now. And there's a chance that between lawyer wrangling and all that, it could kick into August, which means there's a chance he wouldn't have a training camp. There's a chance that if the outcome is negative, he would then be suspended or penalized and miss games, potentially a whole season, in 2022. So basically what you're telling me is Deshaun Watson's probably not going to play for the next three years. At the very least, it's a possibility, a real possibility, that he misses time between this year and next year. Potentially the whole season. Potentially the whole season. More than likely this year, the whole season, no matter what. Right. So that's a good sign. So don't place any bets on him because he's not doing anything. Unless he can make, unless he can get some movement going, I like. Remember, two girls did already drop out. Right, but two out of twenty-four is still really bad conversion. Yeah, I, I expected <laughs> more to drop out when we got into the naming part. I really did. Yeah, you were like, you were like, watch, it's gonna drop down to like four. Yeah, I thought once they get, once their names were released, these people had to put up with the public and the fans, and 
listen, I'm not advocating it, but it was going to happen. Death threats and terrible letters of just awful people. Sports fans are the worst. I can tell you personal stories when I was writing for college sports. Sports fans are the worst. When these women's names got released, I did. I think I said on the show, I specifically said on the show that I expected most of these women to drop out. Um, that is not the case. A very, not. very small minority. And that's not a good sign for Sean Watson. No, when they're like, he was waiting on the, he was waiting on the, all right, there's four people left. And he was like, all right, great. We do this. And they're like, all right, Deshaun Watson, people left. And he's like, all right, how many? And they said two. And he, that's how many left. He goes, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, there's only two left? No, no, only two left. 22 Uh-oh. more are still going. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. not good news. <laughs> no, and I do agree. I think that that's sort of probably what happened because I really thought more were going to drop out. But look, there's still, I mean, what, eight months to February? Is that right? Am I, yeah, eight months till February? I mean, yeah, it's, it's safe to say nothing's going to happen for him for a long time. <laughs> so more than likely he's going to miss this year. Honestly, if I'm if I'm being if I'm being very genuine, I don't think he plays again. Ever? I I don't think so. I don't know. They brought back Michael Vick from prison. Uh yeah, but from prison. Yeah, but twenty two, like prison. And Michael Vick was accused of. Uh, mm, this is gonna sound bad, but I think there's a, a large segment of the population who thinks abusing animals is worse than potentially what Deshaun Watson was accused of. Uh, yeah, but it's a difference between animal abuse and literal people abuse. Right, but there's a large segment of the population of less sympathy for people than they do for animals. That is true. I'm not going to deny that. It's still disgusting either uh, yeah, way. I'm, Both listen, of them I'm, are awful human I'm beings. I'm picking a side. If we're talking about people going to hell, they made the cut. However, Michael Vick went to prison for dogfighting all the way, had a, like, the rape kits, the, the breed stands, the bait dogs. He went all the way. Yeah, I don't even know how like people like him even are alive anymore. Not only did he make a comeback to the NFL, I will say this. I will say this that I do respect about him. He had debts totaling over $12 million in personal debt when he got out of prison. He has paid all that off. I mean, yeah, with his blood money. No, no, no. Post that. All everything he's earned post prison because they took it all. He had nothing. No, no, I know, but it's still blood money. It's still money he made post having done all these awful atrocities. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But uh, OJ Simpson still owes sixty million dollars, and he has no intention of paying that. Well, that's because he's OJ, and he's like an eighty-year-old man now. He was forty-something when it happened. He could have listen. Mike Tyson owed. I think they figured out Mike Tyson owed like $40 million coming out of bankruptcy. I bet he's made good on a good portion of that. Yeah. I bet Mike Tyson's creditors are happy. That's fair. And it's post-Tiger. I'm pretty sure they're pretty happy about it. Man, can you imagine when he owned the Tiger? He went on um, – he was on Joe Rogan with Tom Segura. And they, they were showing clips of him like playing with the Tiger. And he's like swatting it and punching it and stuff. Yeah, because it could kill him in <laughs> seconds. But it, it was just as scared as Mike Tyson as the rest of the world. Like, the Tiger was like, this is Mike Tyson. I am not playing around. Yeah. <laughs> like, two of the most dangerous beings on the planet. 
just hanging out together. <laughs> and literally, Mike Tyson was like, y'all don't realize, like, I'm seeing these clips now, and I'm thinking to myself, I was crazy. What was I doing with the tiger? It's yeah. so funny. It's so funny to hear him. Like, now as a 50, 60-year-old man talking about, like, there was a tiger two feet from me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, what the hell was wrong with me? <laughs> All right, I guess we're uh, we're good and over here, so let's jump out. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure to stay on the Facebook page. We're going to start doing some more stuff with announcements, getting everything ready. We're going to start announcing interview guests, things of that nature. This is Corey DLG, Little Brother Nico, on behalf of the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. Same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. Thanks for listening. Wash your hands. Get the COVID shot because apparently a new variant is coming. And... Um, there are places that are going back into lockdown around the world. If you think this isn't possible, think again. Uh, let's get this taken care of, guys. Let's stay safe, stay clean, stay happy. Tune in uh, on Thursday, 2 p.m. for Nerd. Check it, check it. Hey, people.